You're listening to the Be Great Podcast, where we share strategies to bring out the best in you. My name is Brittany Greathouse, creator of the Be Great brand. I believe that greatness is at the core of everyone. So the only question you need to ask yourself is, why be good when you can be great? Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Be Great Podcast. Oh, my goodness. We made it to five. I know, right? Woohoo! We're still going. We're still going. I love it. We I are. love it. I love it. We, we had are. on some amazing guests Very amazing. in our episodes. So let me recap uh, for you listeners. If you missed one of their episodes or if you haven't listened at all and this is the first one you're turning into, make sure you watch episodes one through four. And Welcome. Welcome. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Be Great podcast. And so to highlight, or actually to end off Women's History Month, because it's coming to the end of the month. It really is. Yep. And it was kind of messed up that COVID just trounced us. I know, they did. They did. But, you know, they're not going to keep us down. Nope. We're going to keep going. That's right. Uh, But we had uh, Natalie Bonner, who was on. Natalie's amazing. Yes, she was actually our last episode. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's a force to be reckoned with. Her episode title is Multi-Hyphenate Mogul on the Rise, and she juggle, juggles a range of entrepreneurial businesses. So we were so glad to have her on. And the interesting thing about her is that she said she was an introvert. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when people are talking about entrepreneurship and you think about people who are out there you with these big personalities, you never really think of them as being an introvert. So right. that, that was refreshing. And her main quote that um, we put down for you guys on Instagram was that she said, I think we can focus on changing just one person's life for the better. We all know 100 people. So if everyone just focuses on one person, that impact could be huge. Preach. I mean, seriously, seriously. Just impacting one person starts that snowball effect of impacting a million people. It really does. It really does. And if you're a mother, I always say your kids Great people yes. shape and mold them. Yes. And before her, we had Jess Messi. Her episode title is Jess Messi, Agent of Change. And Jessica is a purpose-driven realtor. She's on the quest to move each person into the place that moves them. And I just love her. She She's so magnetic and she's so real and authentic. And what she said that really stood out to me is the fact that she listens. Mm -hmm. She cares about people. She takes the time. And she helps you get to where you want to go. And she really builds her win on the back end. And if everybody thought like that, what a world we'd live in. I know. She makes everybody feel special. I love people who have the capability to do that. Like you have your 100% undivided attention. Yes. And her quote that we put online was, we only have one life. If I'm doing something and it's not making me tingle, I got to go. I loved that. I do love that, too, because during her episode, she said, you know, if there's something I don't want to do, I'm I'm done. Yes. And how many people have that innate ability to say, you know what? It's not serving me anymore. It's time to jump ship. But you know what I like, too, because we're going to talk about inertia today. Mm-hmm. When she decided that she was going to be a real estate agent, there was no half step in there. Nope. She was all in and she got it done. <laughs> I did. love it. She did. And then our first guest was Anita Kanto Scott. Anita, my shero. And the episode title was episode two, An Attorney's Journey. 
I know, Mom, you were talking about uh, a little bit about her background. And I know she's a dynamic entrepreneurial attorney. She is. You know, the fact that she is, I, I always say, she is the only African-American woman in Bolingbrook that ever built a professional building. And it is, it's amazing. It's well done. And what I, I just, I love her. She's, she's a very good friend. She's also mm-hmm. my attorney. Mm-hmm. And she keeps one foot in Africa. She, um, I believe she has dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. She's Ghanaian and she just got back from Ghana maybe two or three weeks ago. But she is always honoring her heritage here in the United States. And she started the Black History Awareness Club. And I believe this year was their 21st year of celebrating all that is African, all that is American and merging it. And her quote was, experience is something you never have enough of. Wonderful. We're going to experience every day, no matter what we do. And what I loved about her quote is, the experience can be good or bad, you know, so you can have um, a good experience and then learn from it, but you can always have a bad experience and, lo- and learn from it too. So everything is, what do people say, like a blessing or a lesson? Mm-hmm. So. That's true. You know, what's interesting. I was talking to my mother, mm-hmm. the most amazing mother ever. Her name is Dorothy McGuffin. I'm sure she's she listening to the podcast. She, she's amazing. And I was telling her I had read this. I don't know. I'm a voracious reader, so I read things all the time. Go ahead. Hit him with the big words, voracious. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I think it was by um, it, it was a Buddhist monk. And he said that everything that happens is neutral. And it was really hard for me to get a handle on that. Mm -hmm. And then he went further to explain that what makes something positive or negative depends on the value that we associate to it. So I'm going to go next level. And sometimes there are very horrible things that happen, accidents, you know people die. I I saw a really bad accident. And it it shakes me up when you see an accident like that. Mm -hmm. And I believe there was a fatality. If that person um, was an organ donor, that one death could have saved countless lives. It it could have given someone the gift of sight and a heart. You think of and, and so depending on if you're the person that lost Mm-hmm. that individual I mean grief horrible I mean it's absolutely tragic one of the worst things that could ever happen it is but if your child or if your husband or your parent benefited then it's a totally different feeling so it really made me think about that and I this is a takeaway for everyone out there as you're thinking about your experiences kind of focus on what value did you place on that experience and I like what you just said it it, it was either a blessing or it was a lesson right yep and again we want to thank all of our guests for coming on the show and being able to share your story to provide those actionable insights and just telling us you know what makes you be great yes and then also just for the listeners for listening to to hear their stories and also maybe to share it with someone else and let them know if someone else wants to be an attorney or a real estate agent or juggle multiple entrepreneurial businesses to let them know, Hey, here's someone to listen to. And if you want to reach out to them, um, cause they all provided contact info to reach out and, 
and talk to them to get their information. I think that kind of gives part of what we're going to talk about in this episode. We want to talk about what all three of them had in common to be great and just some factors in general that I think everyone um, should possess and some qualities people should have in order even to like find their own path and just to learn about themselves and just to be great, like the foundational elements. You know, it's interesting. Um, I have a very good friend. Her name is Danielle Grissom, and she is beginning a journey as a life coach. And it was so interesting because, you know, every it, it seems like, you know, you can't spit and not hit a life coach. And but but she's totally and completely got the goods. And so, you know, I, I wasn't taking her to task, but I was asking her questions. And mm-hmm. I said, OK, so this is what you want to do. So I said, do you have an entrepreneurial idol? Do you have someone who is ahead of you in the field that's doing this? And she said, yes. She said, Dr. Brene Brown. She said, Dr. Brene Brown doesn't know it yet, but she's going to mentor me. And I loved that in her, you know, (laughs) I I loved her focus and she's someone else. She's, I believe she's working on her PhD right now, but she's always gone after what she wanted. And I know that Danielle is going to be one of the most amazing coaches out there. She's already great. And every day that inertia, that action, you know, and, and even being that focused on Dr. Brene Brown. I know that she's going to make it happen. And I think one of the, to start off, mom, and I think you hit on it, but it's being aware and what, and I want to just make an emphasis. Like this is the first, first thing I think most people need to be great um, is understanding who you are, what drives you, what makes you tick, but just being aware of yourself. Yes. So knowing who you are as a person, your values and what you like. So it's kind of doing like, you know, um, in my business terms, a current state assessment. Right. So doing an assessment of what you are. And it could be literally now after this podcast, sitting down and saying, who am I? What do I like? Um, what do I value? What makes me happy? What drives me? What motivates me? If you if you know that already, perfect. Great. Also, you can put it on your wall. You can see it every day. You know, that's beautiful. But just know if you have that within yourself that is like your rock and that what is what keeps you solid. And that's when you know, uh, this might be for me or this isn't for me. Well, you know, I want to piggyback on that. And I want to go to a conversation that we were having earlier today uh, before we, w- we were really kind of thrown around what types of things that we want to talk about in the podcast today. And Brittany said something very important. You know, you need to know your story and you need to know what you like. And I love people. I talk to a lot of people And sometimes it's funny because I'll ask very direct questions and people will give me direct answers. And a lot of times people will tell me, well, I don't really know what I love. I don't really know what I like. And at first I was like, that just seems strange to me. But then it didn't seem so strange when Brittany said today, every day we have between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts. And of those thoughts, 80% of our thoughts are negative. So I'm going to let you sit with that because that was mind boggling to me that 80% are negative. So knowing that 80% are negative, then you could start with process of elimination because the 20% of things that you really do love are just being drowned out and obscured by the 80% of things that you don't love. So If you're on this journey to be great, everybody's on this journey and you really want to find out what you love, 
start backwards. Start with process of elimination. Start with the things that you absolutely hate, you know, and and make those things, you know how they have like the safe words or whatever mm-hmm. where you're not going to let this happen oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I, I definitely do. You you will you won't let this happen because you're like, I don't, you know, and, and some of the things are when people disrespect you, call them out, yep. you know, Whatever you do in life, what you do for a living, you know, no one has the right to disrespect you. No one has the right to speak down to you. So as you start thinking about this work-life balance thing, think about those things. You know, I think a lot of times we start thinking about money. You know, we start thinking about hours. We start thinking about Start thinking about aligning with companies that have values that align with your values. Or, or not even companies, just understanding yourself. Like even, um, so my grandmother, my mom's mother um, was a counselor, but even taking the 16 personalities test, figuring out who you are and what you like, what drives you and doing that, or the Myers-Briggs test is good to, to like, to just figure out like, okay, these people in my profession or in who have my personality do this. Oh, this makes sense. This is the area that I was thinking I want to go into. Or for me, what I did, I remember it was a few years ago, I was on a client um, in North Chicago. And when I had some free time during my lunch break, I wrote down what I like to do. And one thing was talking. And I was like, how is this going to be a career? I like <laughs> talking. Okay, great. But it's like, okay, I like talking. I like providing opportunities for other people. Um, I love speaking to people, even on a one-on-one basis. What is that? What can that turn into? And it can turn into multiple careers. You don't have to, you don't ever have to silo yourself as well, but it's a, a good starting point to know so you can be grounded on when other opportunities come to you. Also that seem appealing, like you said, mom, with a ton of money, you can say, you know what? It sounds great, but this is probably something that's not going to make me happy or going to drive me or something that I'm going to want to see through for years on end. And you know, you said something that was so important Some of our greatest skills, because they come to us so easily and so naturally, we discount them, you know? Yep. I'm I'm like you. I love to talk all the time. And and I, I remember thinking early on, how am I going to build a career? You know, speaking, I I did not want to be a personality. I didn't want to be on TV. You know, I didn't want to be a spokesperson. I didn't want to do any of those types of things. But once you open the door and you open your mind and it goes back to that negative thing, you know, I also think about, you know, people who are like, oh, all you do is talk all the time, you know. Yep. And you're like, oh, that's a bad thing. Yep. But no, it's not a bad thing. That's how you learn about people. And I think a, a quality that you're saying too about that is the people around you who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people who empower you all the time, yes, who tell you that, yes, you can do this. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, you probably do talk a lot. Great. But that's one thing I love about you. You yes. know, like, and using that to your advantage, it's good to surround yourself with people who turn those negative thoughts that you have in your head into positive things. And yeah. so you have positive reinforcement and you say, yes. I do have this thought, but this thought isn't my thought. It's just a thought that's going through my head. So I'll accept that that thought is going through my head, but I'm not going to take that thought like it's mine because it's not. It isn't. And you know, the interesting thing, I, I just love piggybacking. I, I love talking to you, period, Brittany. But <laughs> She's only saying that because it's the podcast. No, that is not true. But anyway, if you think of this, and, and here's another takeaway. When you're going through life feel that you're surrounded by light 
And the only people who can penetrate that light are these other light beings, these people who are optimists, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's interesting because negative people will, they'll they'll pull you down. And I'm going to tell you one thing. If somebody is going to come to you and they're going to talk about another person, they're probably going to think nothing about doing that with you. So some of the things that I have found that have worked very, very well is when people say negative things to me, I will say something positive to them. And it's so weird. It's almost like people feel like I've pushed them away, you know, because <laughs> they're like, oh, Mary Sunshine or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm I'm good with it. I am totally and completely good with it. Yep. And go ahead. No, no. Oh. I think there's so many people that feel and, and we're talking about work today. A lot of people aren't at work. Mm-hmm. This is a really good opportunity to start thinking about the five people at work that you interact with the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they nourishing you or are they dragging you down? You know, think about the time that you've had to spend at home. We all need each other. You know, mm-hmm. we all need people. And maybe you're the person that's dragging other people down. You were literally speaking my mind. I was like, are you the one stopping yourself from your next goal? And I think that also leads us into one of um, the next big takeaway. So the first thing is understanding yourself, understanding what you like, what you don't like, um, your vision, your values. But the second part is being able to put that into action, developing an idea, you know, if that's in business or entrepreneurial terms, being able, so since you understand yourself, to identify what you want to do and how to take action on that um, in entrepreneurship or just in general, take action on your ideas. Uh, ideas aren't, they're merely dreams without action. That's true. My mom and I, I talk to my mother every morning, the wonderful Dorothy McGuffin, and mom was talking about inertia and the interesting thing is every day I love my life I love the things that I do in my life but I've really had to come face to face with the fact that I have gotten complacent and that I am no longer reaching and stretching and my mother really challenged me to think about my inertia and What is that thing that makes you great? I mean, it's not just one thing. It's a series of things Mm -hmm. and and to keep pushing. But in order to do that, you have to ask yourself some pretty hard questions and 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 things that make you literally feel uncomfortable. And don't get me wrong. Don't tear yourself down or drag yourself down. But say every day, we're here for a reason. You know, what is that big reason? And and stay connected to it. I, I talked to Jess about it. You know, my big, my BHAG, my, my big, hairy, audacious goal. I actually believe that I'm a teacher. And I believe that the thing that I'm supposed to do is help other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. get started and entrepreneurs who are struggling, if, if they will take my help to say, look, here's the straight and narrow path that you can walk. I mean, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I've been in business 24 years and it does not get any easier, but you get stronger. But even in like knowing your and I'm able, I, I, no one ever asked me to compromise my integrity. Mm-hmm. That to me 
is amazing in and of itself. It is. I like the people that I work with. I love the work that I do, you know, here in Bolingbrook. I love the communications work that I do, but I feel I have so much more to do, you know. Well, well, tell me this, how, if, you know, we're talking about developing, knowing yourself and developing an idea um, and taking action, having that inertia, how would someone go about taking action? Okay. So for instance, do you mind me going back to Walmart? Okay. Because I keep feeling that the universe said, Tony, okay, maybe this was not for you. You know, after three years, I cut it off. I'm going to be honest. You know, the buyer was like, here, two more books nationwide. And to me, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, um, was Walmart awful? Absolutely not. You know, was the buyer working with me? Yes. But you have to be honest about is this what I want to be doing with my life? It wasn't, but it may be something that someone else should be doing with their life. So I keep thinking, should I be blessing other people with the knowledge that I had? You know, to me, scaling the wall was relatively easy, but I have to say it's because I was a buyer for years. I I sat on the other side of the table. So I understood how to craft a pitch. You know, Bob, Bob, my my father, Robert McGuffin, he was alive at the time and he was helping me. And my dad had um, games, baseball board games in Sears and Kmart in the 80s. So there's a lot of things that I took for granted that I think other people would love to know. And I believe that I might be doing people a disservice by holding on to that and not sharing. So are you saying that taking action is not not necessarily you just have to be with yourself? I guess what I'm synthesizing from that is the people in your inner circle, the people around you, you can go places and they can help you by taking action. They can help provide opportunities to you. I guess similar how in high school for me in college, I knew I had an idea. I knew I wanted to be in business or I knew I wanted to get involved in different activities like TV at the time. And so I got involved in different organizations that can help me take action about what I wanted to do. Right. And action is action. You know, Um, I just it can be action for yourself. It can be action for someone else. But no matter what, it's something that's moving you forward, regardless of if it's helping you or if it's helping someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, like for me. So I have to sit with myself and say, So what is the next step that I need to take to reach somebody? Um, Walmart has their big supplier summit. I I don't know what's going to happen with COVID, but that's coming up in June. And how do I make myself available to people, suppliers, who are saying, I want to get myself ready to go down there? Because the interesting thing is people charge hundreds and thousands of dollars for things that I believe are common sense, right? So my next steps maybe would be writing about it in a blog so that I could share that with many people. And and I think the thing behind taking action, which a lot of people take for granted, and this actually is like the number three um, or the the third and one of the last things that we're going to kind of highlight on, but it's consistently or consistency. Consistency, yes. (laughs) Sorry. And showing up every day. So when you understand yourself and you have an action or an idea you want to take on, it's not just doing something one time. So saying, okay, I want to develop a phone company. So I'm going to look up how phones are created. I'm going to go buy a phone, take it apart, put it together, do something else. And then the next day, that's it. 
because if that's the case, Apple wouldn't have been built. You that's know? true. It's it's doing something daily. And sometimes you probably are doing part of the business where it doesn't make you that happy. It's not everything that when you're going after a vision, I think that you love every day is not always like sunshine and rainbows. Well, if people read this book, um, I love it. It's called Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. Mm -hmm. And she talks about I talk about this all the time, the shit sandwich. And she's like, no matter what industry you go into, no matter what you do, there's this horrible thing that you have to contend with, which is the shit sandwich. And if you can't stomach that shit sandwich, if, you know, 85% of what you're doing is not what you love, it's going to choke you. It's, it it's literally going to kill you. And isn't that back to understanding yourself, right? So, you know, a lot of uh, millennials like myself, um, people go into college and they're like, you know what? I want to be an engineer and make $100,000 a year. I want to go to be, uh, I don't know, whatever careers that provide you um, great amount of money, an investment banker, but then you get into the career and you studied and you're like, I actually don't like this crap. Like, <laughs> or how about you make $100,000 and you realize, wait a minute, I thought $100,000 was a lot of money, but yeah, and then it's not no. <laughs> after taxes and everything else. And you figure out, dang, I need a lot more. But I think a lot of people realize in there too, you know, I like $1,000 in what I'm doing, but I could actually make half that and be happier so or have the freedom. Can I say something that's going to sound very, very counterintuitive? Okay. The focus on money. I, I just really think you have to make money. You know, you have to know your money story. You know, you have to pay for your car, your mortgage or whatever you, you have. Be you have to, financially you have to stable. take care of your bills, which is important, but money, you, what you do cannot be in pursuit of money. It has to be something bigger than that. And I believe that when people see that you're doing something and you're passionate about it, that they will pay you. Now, there's another part to that because people will take advantage of you all day long. You have to be able to articulate your worth, but don't get so caught up in, if, if you choose a career based on the earning potential, I, I did that many, many years ago that you that's a slippery slope there's folks. also diminishing returns on happiness in, that's in like a nice set of i think it's like a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars yes but uh there's a funny thing me and my sorority sisters were posting a photo during this like covid time and writing like puts a happy thought and so i posted my first car that my dad got me when i was 16 it was a 2000 suzu trooper you loved it i did and that was in like 2008 and i felt like i had a mercedes g-wagon like it was amazing but what that has taught me is happiness doesn't depend on material things. No. And it's about the memories you create and also like what things or how you feel. Yes. You know, you were, I don't really remember specific things back then or, you know, even like five, six years ago, but I do remember how I felt during certain times. Yeah. And so for me now uh, with a, a higher salary, you know, <laughs> I never had a salary in college, but you know, now having that, it makes me, know that yes I can afford the very very nice things or maybe I can get something that's in a super high range but will that make me happier than what I have now that's true that's true you know it's like that whole analogy or whatever about the cup without the bottom mm -hmm. so if your cup doesn't have a bottom no matter what you put into it 
you're never going to be filled up. You're never going to be full. And the bottom is really knowing what are those things that are important to you. And I'm telling you, it's really not things, it's people. Mm -hmm. It's the love that people give you and the real energy. And, you know, I tell you, sometimes when you have absolutely nothing to give to someone and the people around you who love you most, they love you for you. And that is, you can't even place a value on that. And the interesting thing is people have the hardest time trying to hold on to that, mm -hmm. you know, but I think that you get what you give. And if you look for love, it's going to come to you. And and that's what it's all about. It's about loving people. It's about being good. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And I think just knowing yourself, too. I had another conversation with one of my friends a couple of days ago, and he said, um, Brittany, I live downtown not just because it's super close to my job and because it costs a lot. He's like, I live downtown because when I was a little boy growing up on the south side, I used to just travel the train, take the train and go into the city and sit and people watch. And I always thought what he's like, I just made up different lives that those people had to, for them to get to these fancy jobs and these fancy places. And he's like, now that I have this fancy place, I wonder what kid is looking like that to me. I, that's amazing but he's like when you see things when you're a kid he's like that's probably satisfaction and I was like man that makes me think when I was a kid I loved going downtown and I wanted to be in a high sky rise and I wanted to do and I wanted to travel and do this so it's like you see that sometimes you set the vision even before you know you have a vision is that the person you're shouting out for being great yeah yeah he's actually his name is Kenneth uh, Liddell he lives in Chicago he uh, works for uh, the railroad, but he also is a photographer. He does a multiple, he has a multiple types of business businesses. He also works uh coach check sometimes at persona. Um, but he does multiple things. And he told me the other day, he's like, you know what? I didn't even think of myself as a photographer. He's like, I just, I just said, I saw a camera and I took a photo. I was like, you know, I could do that. Yeah. And, and then his business started. It, that's, that's exactly where it starts. Um, our shout outs today. Mm -hmm. There are two people I want to shout out. And, 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 and we say at the end of every episode, as we're wrapping up, like who's being great that, you know, so as we, um, go into this, that was, that was my person. I bought a book that I absolutely have fallen in love with. What's it called mama? It's called Your Story is Your Power. Who is it by? It's by Susie Herrick, and it's illustrated and also written by a lady, L. Luna. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love it. It talks about getting to know your story, and it, it it's just for women. And a lot of times we are so conflicted within ourselves about the things that we think we deserve or we can have or society can be brutal to us and we have to be at a place where we not only know our story but we can point out and say wait that's a lie you know that doesn't pertain to me I saw this quote on Pinterest I absolutely love Pinterest and the Pinterest said who were you before somebody told you who you weren't and I love that because it makes you think about Snaps. all the things, you know, especially <laughs> yep. as a black woman. Yep. All these things that people tell you. Just as a woman in general. Exactly. That yeah. you can't have. And I always say the blessing. Can I shout out my mom and my daddy and my granny and my <laughs> grandpa? And because. For instilling that in you. 
they they showed me and told me the world is your oyster. Yeah. You know, they told me you are brilliant. My grandfather, which I talk about how amazing this is. Mm-hmm. My grandfather went to college. It's it, nearly a century ago, which is unbelievable. And now four generations of our family have gone to the same college, Southern Illinois University in Carpendale. And it's taken us many, many years to rise. My grandfather went, got his degree, started teaching, but could not support himself as a teacher. So he became a farmer. But what he instilled in his children was that he wanted them to be better and do better. And three of his daughters not only went to college, they, they all went to SIU. They got master's degrees. My mother is a professor. My aunt Nina got her master's at U of I. She got her undergrad. She was a, a tremendous teacher. And then my aunt Sherry worked for years for the Illinois uh, Department of Commerce. And these women have been they're still in my life and they surround me and they lift me and I don't care what it is they champion me and say yes I know it can happen and they've done it for you I think that's through our our whole family and we know that empowerment in general not just woman empowerment but empowering someone and saying you are beautiful you can do anything you put your mind to and telling them that at a young age I remember you told me that at a young age daddy did too and so you start to believe that over time and then those negative thoughts get replaced by those thoughts because it's a lot anytime it's like anything when you know that something is totally and completely a lie mm-hmm. it's not what's the synthesize you won't let that synthesize it'll go in one ear and then it'll come out of the other mm-hmm. but the problem is society is sending us all these negative mixed messages and so it's very hard hard for us to hear our own voices because they're being drowned out by all this negative programming so my thing is be great be great be great be positive you know if you can catch those negative thoughts because same thing happens to me i have one little negative thought and all this little negative thought buddies come and they just go (laughs) running and i you know i have to literally say out loud stop it stop (laughs) <laughs> blah, blah, <laughs> blah 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 oh we'll give you a blooper of that right at the end oh, God. that i'll let you guys hear but um just to recap we again we want to thank our guests we want to thank our listeners we hope you learned um something Who's our from guests our past guest that oh, came sorry. on the show <laughs> not, <laughs> our, I miss not our imaginary <laughs> guest did i miss so can we shout them out again uh yeah so our first guest we had was anita Kanto scott we had jess Semesi, and we also had natalie bonner Woo-hoo. so we want to thank you guys for coming on the show and look and forward to time. yep yeah. our the the guests that we have upcoming and then hopefully you learned a lot about understanding who you are your story developing an idea or taking action having that inertia and then just showing up consistently and um being that person for you to give you positive thoughts in your head daily. Can you throw something out on Instagram for me? Because you know, I'm not doing the social media thing. Can you guys between this week and next week, our next podcast, can you shout out that one person? We're going to go back to Natalie Bonner. Who is that one person that you want to also help be great? You see something in them and 
They could be doing things that aren't great right now, but you know that that is somebody that you can help. Can you let us know that story on what's your Instagram, Britt? So uh, the Instagram is at B-G-R-E-A-T-L-L-C, or even tag someone who's already being great. Yes. Just oh, t- gosh, tag yes. them in the comments and let us know and let us shout them out on our story. Or or you. Are you being great? This is, We're here for you. We want you to be positive. We want you to know that whatever it is that you want to do, I'm going to tell you what, Tony and Britt, we, we got your back like a bra strap, okay? <laughs> we do. And thank you so much for listening to the Be thank Great you, Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.